Welcome, everybody, to the Quarter Quest Comics on the Cheap podcast, a bi-weekly discussion about diving through the dirt bins and pulling out gold. Uh, I had the 1970s, and I did Amazing Adventures, number one, The Inhumans, and Black Widow. It was released in August of 1970. Did you get that for a dollar? I got that. Uh, He's doing digital now, so everything's it. cheap for him now. Everything's cheap now. I can get whatever I want for whatever. Um, so the creative on it was the Inhumans was uh, it was written by Jack Kirby and penciled by Jack Kirby. The Black Widow story was written by Gary Friedrich is drawn by John Buscema inked by John Verporten and lettered by Artie Simic so the plot of the Inhumans comic story oh, I can see there's a light um, I don't want to turn that on because it'll pop the breaker okay uh, Mad Maximus is trying to regain the throne, his throne as leader of the Inhumans uh, from Black Bolt, and he sends two nuclear missiles to destroy the Great Refuge. Uh, Black Bolt manages to destroy both missiles, but alas, they find out that the Fantastic Four was responsible. Or were they set up? Um, the story ends with Black Bolt basically declaring war on the Fantastic Four. Again. Did he declare it? Because he doesn't say much. Well, one of his fucking... One of the other fucking Inhumans said, What is it, sire? Is it peace or is it war? And he put a fist up in the air. Like the ancients of old. I gotcha, alright. That's what it said. So, um, I really love Jack Kirby's art. He was one of a kind. Uh, and I got into the story really quickly. Because it was just boom, boom, boom. It wasn't a build-up. Alright, and so we move on to... Black Widow story. Did you know that she was a street level superhero? Seems like I heard that somewhere. Never. <laughs> well, she is in that book. She saves a young child, a young man from a from a band of gangsters who want to kill him for not having his money. That was the plot. That, that's all it was. It, it was basically, hey, we're going to write, have this really cool inhuman story, and here's a Black Widow trash story thrown in here so we can call it Amazing Adventures and have it be a two of them. Uh, like I just said, Black Widow story felt like a throwaway. 
I didn't know she was a street-level superhero. I always thought she was a spy. She always hung out with uh, Daredevil. there for a long time. She was hanging out with Daredevil. Well, I know that, but this is like 1970. This is pre-Daredevil. Yeah. Uh, no. Right about that same time frame. Is yeah. it? Uh-huh. I don't know the timeline of No, that. you're you're right. She was, so. I think they changed it to like Daredevil and Black Widow in, what, 100? Yeah, something like that. Yeah. So we're thinking like, like 70s. Okay. 50 issues, Probably. something like that. Yeah. Okay. Well, hey, I learned something new today. Uh, What I disliked was the the two things I just mentioned. The thing I did like was that uh, this is the debut of Black Widow's iconic black cat suit costume. Ooh, that'd be cool. So, that'd be an issue that I would want because it's... Right. It has that in it. Um, I didn't also know that she was a rich socialite. I, they all—they all have to be rich. They all had to be like rich socialites in the seventies, except for Peter Parker. Peter Parker was a destitute skid row bum. She's also living off that mad uh, Russian czar money. Yeah, she's a Romanov. So, yeah. So it was fun. The Inhuman story, anyway. The Black Widow, she was coming off of being defeated by Spider-Man. She thought she could beat Spider-Man, but they put in there, of course, the man always wins over the woman, and I'm like, oh, Jesus. (laughs) Oh, my God. It's just the little little things you catch in the, you know, the 60s and 70s and even the 80s comic books where it's man is more powerful than a woman I'm, I'm sure you know Black Widow could have been a cunning little bitch and just taken him out but uh, that's what I had so cool. cool now I'm gonna try to find it a physical copy of it I have never seen a physical copy of that probably won't see a physical copy I'm sure it's out there online somewhere alright so I had the 80s, and I did Star Comics, Chuck Norris, and the Karate Commandos. Nice! Oh, uh, why would you do that to yourself? You actually made yourself read that. Hey, did you know Chuck Norris? Chuck Norris's tears can cure cancer, but Chuck never cries. <laughs> Alright, so... <laughs> This is from, uh, it's issue four from 1980s, July of 1987. It was written by Howard Mackey. The penciler was Alex Zavakix. Um, anchor was Sam Delarosa. Letterer was Phil Felix. Colorist was Petra Scotzi. And the editor in chief was Jim Shooter. Um, so. This is the fourth issue. It took me years to locate this. I got it for a dollar. Somehow. Because for whatever reason, they're going for like 36 bucks on eBay. It's ridiculous. Um, Because Chuck Norris. But, so Chuck is hanging out and fighting his little um, squad, practicing, getting warmed up and all that. And um, government agent comes in and 
you're the best that we've got and, and you have a mission for you and apparently there is some kind of issue between Chuck and the guy that is hiring him to save his daughter and uh, so Chuck and his squad go and take care of the bad guys and um this series only went four issues one through three are very easy to find I don't know why the fourth one's so hard to figure out or find what I liked about it was it's Chuck Norris this this was fun I enjoyed this I, I loved it um what I disliked about it was I believe it's supposed to should have gone more than four issues or it rolled over into the cartoon at some point because they indicate that they're being hired by this government agency to do these missions and it kind of leaves it on a cliffhanger type deal um, but the, the end of the comic says the end for now and there's never a pickup of it so you don't have a clue Cock teases. what was happening. Um, being in the 80s, it had all the fun cartoon stuff and the Fruity Pebbles ads and, you know, what was it? It had the Get Along Gang ad in here and, you know, just, I enjoyed it. Good. I've, cool. I've read so many other independent books that I get into and this one, yes, Marvel, or Star is owned by Marvel, but uh, this one's just for the fun of it. Cool. I've only read the first three. I've never found that fourth one. So, would you like to read it? No, it's fine. He's like, no, I'm, I'm no, good. I'm good. I I'm read good. something else crappy this week. <laughs> so, <laughs> so I found this on Goodwill.com. Oh, so what'd you get it for? Twenty-five cents. Like, like about a dollar. <laughs> I got like four books for like four dollars. Nice, nice. Uh, Catwoman number one from August nineteen ninety-three. By Jim Ballant. Um, okay, so this has absolutely pretty much nothing to do with Catwoman. This is mostly about Bane and how he's running Gotham and how he she works for him. And yeah, I mean, it's it's a Nightfall book. I mean, uh, some parts of it, you know, she does a heist. And she takes some stuff and doesn't give all of it to Bane. And Bane kind of is wondering, like, what's her secret identity he figured out Bruce Wayne but he can't figure out who Catwoman is because she spent thousands of dollars to remove her presence from the internet and from police files thousands of dollars huh thousands, thousands. just wow. thousands. thousands that would be like millions today <laughs> in 90s money in 90s money would <laughs> be millions she hired some high schooler yep <laughs> high school hacker um, in a in a computer programming class in high school other than that I mean there's not much to this book the most talking is Bane like talking about his origin story and that's it like we all know your origin story because this was the Nightfall and we all read that uh, Bane um, should have always been just the standard grunt villain uh, I don't know I, I wonder if they would have done it the right way with him instead of how they did it you know? oh he got his venom taken away and then he just kind of just gave up yeah like I was born in two dollars uh, no Tom Hardy, no. <laughs> but, uh... No, it was alright. I mean, I don't think I'll buy any more. <laughs> no? No. No? I would skip Unless over it, to the Brewmaker run. Yeah. Unless it gets better. I don't think it ever does, because it's the same creative team on the entire thing, so... 
They're only going for like two dollars on my comic shop. The whole run for two dollars a piece. <laughs> oh wow! <laughs> so I don't think they're going to be worth anything in the future. So not that I collect comics for the worth, but you know. Right. I have a question for you guys. Yeah. Uh oh. First appearances versus cameos. Come on, Ryan. What is the difference? Why do we care that uh, Spider-Man, Amazing Spider-Man 298 is the cameo appearance of Venom and not his first appearance? Well, Why I, is 180 the, the cameo appearance of Wolverine but not his first I have I have the cameo of Archangel. Archangel. Right. So that's worth but, more than the actual first appearance. But it doesn't make any sense. No, it does not. Because that works the opposite way around. Yeah. You know? It's always a shadow or a hand right. or... Yeah. But if in like uh, Amazing Spider-Man 299, Venom shows up, and he's full on, and he says, I'm Venom in it. That's his first appearance. But no, that's a cameo. Like, how does that work? Like, I don't get I it. Don't, it's just kind of I don't get it either, because I, I agree with you. I think it, if he says he's, you know, he should be doing something to Spider-Man and having more than just one panel at the end. See, that's, that's where I'm at. It, it, where I'm at is if the character shows up at all, it's not a cameo. It's not like George Clooney walking onto the set of Big Bang Theory or something, right? Right. That's a cameo. Yeah. He's not an ongoing role. No. You know, and you only care about the cameo because it's somebody famous. Well, they don't get, you know, and so in comics, it's the first appearance of them. Wherever they show up, because I would even argue the Wolverine thing, is actually his first appearance was in a Daredevil ad. In Daredevil comics, he was in an ad. And that was technically, in my mind, his first appearance because that is the first time anybody saw anything of him. Yes, we only saw a shadow in 180, but it was him. It wasn't Shadowhawk or some other lame-ass superhero. It was, you know. It's a house divided, everybody. Well... What's dumb is there's a huge debate about the first appearance of Spider-Man 2099 right now. Like, is it Spidey 2099 or is it in those holographic cover specials that they did? That's an ad. It's an ad, but it's his first appearance. He shows up months advance in that. So is that his first appearance or is the 2099 his first appearance? I think if he shows up in in an ad, like you said, for... Like I said, my opinion, he needs to be doing... They need to be doing something in the book, not just standing there going. But the ad is for them to be doing something in the book. It's like like the first five pages or something like that. I don't know. So if that's the case, then I would say that would be his first appearance because it's the first five pages of the book. It's the first time he showed up. So this debate is going ridiculous online, right? So people are like, does that include the previews catalog? They're Which like, was if, before if, that. If Amazing <laughs> Heroes, the magazine, can be the first appearance of Spawn, how come the previews catalog from 1978 or whatever can't be the first appearance of Wolverine? You know, they're like, that's an ad for a comic to buy. This is a this is a magazine about. It's like that doesn't count. That's that a magazine count. about comics. They're like. Stupid. Like, I just don't I'm care. like, we're putting way too much thought into this. Yeah. What, with direct editions um, being, some of them being worth more than the ones that are on newsstands, or the newsstand yeah. ones being more expensive than the. That's something that's I don't get. That's getting nitpicky. That's something I don't get because I have some 
where it's a newsstand, like the first appearance of the White Vision. If I had the newsstand edition, it would be worth less than the direct edition. It's the same goddamn book. It's the same book. It just has a barcode. It would barcode. be worth less? Because typically the newsstands are a little bit higher priced just because of the fact that they were on those spinner racks in if I remember, grocery stores and got tore to hell because I, that's where the parents always left their kids while they went and got groceries. I, I just remember looking it up and the price for the newsstand, the, what it was worth, was less than the direct edition. If it had Spider-Man on it, the, spider, the symbiote Spider-Man face on it, it was worth this. If it had the stupid barcode, it shouldn't matter which one it had. You have the book. Right. It shouldn't be, well, which one do you have? And it's never been differentiated until, like, recently. Yeah, recently. Right. It, yeah. That newsstand has always been a little bit more recent. It, you know, like I was that's like... That's a variant. Like, yeah. how's that a variant? There's some books. There's some variant. books where I get excited because I have it, but it's a direct. It's not a direct edition. It's a newsstand, and it's like, what's the difference? Yeah. Print runs on the newsstands can be were typically a little bit less. Well, maybe in the directed because there were less comic book shops back in the day. Yeah. So the print run on the direct could be less than the newsstand, hence why it could be a little bit more. It's just market manipulation is all it is. Yeah, I know. It's but speculation. It's it's just like doing the stock market. It's yeah. just people do it. Oh, I think it's going to do this. And then... You just have somebody going out and going, well, this is ultra rare because it's a newsstand and newsstands got ripped to hell. Yeah. And that's why this first appearance of, from Batman Adventures number 12 of Harley Quinn is so such a big deal. Well... If you rewind to about three years before that became a huge deal, it was, what was it, uh, the Joker Harley Mad Love book? That was considered her first appearance. But then they're like, well, technically it's Batman Adventures because this was released before Mad Love. Mad Love's in actual continuity, where Batman Adventures is not in continuity. Who cares? Somebody's so, going out and just manipulating the market by throwing, doing this crap. So was Harley debuted on the cartoon or in the book first? Cartoon. Okay. Cartoon. That's what I thought. So okay. Yeah, she she wasn't even a thing until until Batman Batman Adventures, Adventures. and then yeah. it rolled over to putting her into the books. You know, for me, yeah, I collect the Green Lantern newsstands. I do not consider them variants. But I've got all the other Green Lantern. I can't believe that shit. Variant? But I've got all the other Green Lantern books, and I want to keep on collecting Green Lantern, so... When I think of variant, I think of, like, this cover by this artist, or this cover by this artist. Nope, there's also inserts, like, different, like, uh ads and stuff. Um, what are they called? This was, this was printed in the Northeast. It's got a jeweler's catalog. Yeah, Mark Jewelers. Yeah. Because those were This says UK, but it was printed in the fucking US. Fuck you! (laughs) But those Mark Jeweler ones, those were only sold on military bases. Right. Okay. So I'm trying to track those down too. That could be. There's even one. I could see that if it was sold, the you know the mili- the troops got our military active military got different ones than what. Well, it's the same book. It's the same it book. just it's had the a different book. ad. It's just had a. Different it had a ad. color ad of how to buy rings. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, another one is there is a. 
and I can only speak to this because I know the Green Lantern ones. There's a CBS ad in the one book, and then they also have an ABC version for the Saturday morning cartoons. They consider that a variant because the CBS was more... Because it has different content. Yes. Who cares? I mean, I have a spreadsheet of all the different books <laughs> that I'm are available su- I'm not surprised. <laughs> for the Green Lantern stuff. You know, and then you have the ones that were sold in the three packs. Oh, I, which... did, I did get my CLZ back. I did it myself. Nice. Um, but... I had done a spreadsheet of all my... I don't ever want to do that again. So, But yeah, I, I don't know. If you have the same goddamn book, it should be worth the same. I agree to a certain extent. Well, yeah, I, I'm just saying, it's the same story. Yeah, the ads are different, and, you know, your yeah. cover's different, but it's... You know, I... It's not a, you know, X-Men number one isn't a, you know, they're not in one version, you know, fighting Magneto, and then in another one, they're fighting, like, a purple Magneto. A purple Magneto, or even, (laughs) you know... It's like a purple purple one. Because it sat in the sun too long. (laughs) You know, they're fighting the Shadow King in another version of number one. It's the same story. Right. You know? You know, I... Where the only point I see with the newsstands that are a big deal is for the big keys. I'm not talking the first appearance of Monica Rambo or White Vision or Vision's been around. If it was the first appearance of Vision, mm-hmm. you know, obviously there there was no difference between newsstand and direct at that there time. There wasn't that but, then, but if it was one of those first appearance of spawn or not not going to that magazine thing, but spawn number one. That's you know, I can see a price difference there. But when you're getting into this is a key issue because it's the first appearance of white vision. Who the fuck cares? It's, I got it. I think I, we went off of Nick's original question. No, but, it's fine. <laughs> we actually filled time. Yeah. Because our reviews were like ten minutes long. <laughs> so, so but I, I don't know. I I've gotten out of the... I don't care what the book is worth anymore. I oh, just yeah. want it in my collection. Yeah. Is where I'm at now. Well, I care when I want to go buy it, but... Yeah. Well, no, you know what I'm saying? You <laughs> yeah. know what I'm saying? If I find a... Like, I found a very... I think it was very good copy of uh, Uncanny 248 because I need it to complete the or almost complete the two points because I'm not going to be able to touch the first appearance of Jubilee because it's like almost $70. Yeah. Um, and it was like, okay, I could buy a very fine, I think I paid 14 on my comic book shop for two points. I don't know why it's that much money. I've looked into it. All those in the 200s are usually pretty... So, and I picked it up, and I don't care. I just want the book, mm-hmm. so I have it in my collection. Right. I have a first appearance of Rogue that's beat to shit, and I think I found it. What was that? Adventures Annual Ten. Um, I mean, in the when she becomes an X. I got you. Okay. 
Sorry, I should have specified. No, you're right. When she joins the X-Men. Mm-hmm. And I think I found it in Kansas City when we went. And I was like, no, oh, this thing beat the hell. Right. I still, it's a copy of it, and I'm going to buy it. Yeah. I don't care about that stuff anymore. It's not. I think that, you know, for us, I think it it's more of something that we enjoy. It doesn't matter the condition so much. I mean, yeah. I, I still want a cover. I don't want to go coverless on No, it, I won't but, buy anything that yeah. doesn't have a cover, or it's completely come away from the cover. I or a, buy it. a rat has eaten through half of it or whatever. Yeah. Uh, fun fact, by the way, that rats do not throw up. Um, oh, nor do horses. Okay, moving on. <laughs> sorry, moving on. That, that came up today. Right. Since we were talking, I brought up rats. But, um, yeah, I mean, I don't think any of us intentionally go out collecting for value. I now, I know I have stuff that I bought that most of it would be fodder for that show we go to once every four months. But every once in a while I get something that's got a little bit of value. I mean, Nick's pulled out stuff that he's like, why is this so expensive? That Spider-Man you found. Right. It, you know. There's only 3,000 copies. That's but, you know, we bought it when it was cheap or right. we got it lucky and then yeah. Marvel made an announcement and all of a sudden it's going through the roof and whatever. Okay, cool. We're not going to complain about it, but we're not also doing it for the money. Nope. Yeah, it's about, like, I learned, so I, because I have the first appearance of, like, Daredevil's Red Suit. And I was like, there's no way I'm going to be able to finish that run, you know, and pay whatever amount it was back in that day. And I, mine is a shit copy of it, so just get it for you to fill that hole. And then yep. when you're able to later on, get a better copy of it. But first appearance of Gambit. I have the facsimile copy that they sold two years ago. That's my copy of 266 yep. or whatever. That's cool. Yeah. I mean, that's what you're able to read the story. Yep. It, it makes the story, it makes the run mm-hmm. flow. You're not yep. skipping over issues. No. At one point, I had an opportunity to buy the whole run of Daredevil. It was missing issue 48, I think, for like 500 bucks. I'm like, no, I don't care anything about Daredevil. At that time. Yeah. Now I wish I had it, because it would have been a smoking deal. Yeah. And I could have you know, find an issue 48. Yeah, I'll pay another 100 bucks or a 48 or whatever it is and, to complete the run. And then I only drop $600 for a set that's worth way more than that now. Yeah. Yeah. Good question. It led into a different conversation. Yeah. Okay, nobody wants to hear it like 10 minutes. Probably not. Nobody's going to look at it. Oh, it's only 10 minutes. All right. See you later. Yeah, that's a good question. Yeah. Good one. All right, guys. So uh, we'll do this next week. Or two weeks. Two weeks. Two weeks. Awesome. So, bye. It's been Nick. Bye. Later. Kirk. Ryan. They changed Marvel Unlimited. Oh. Fucking. I re-upped my 